0: Hey Rowdies fans, it's Charlie Dennis. This is Forrest Lasso. You're listening to the unused substitutes.
1: The unused substitutes. And you're listening to the unused substitutes.
0: Get off the pitch. Hey there, little red riding hood, I... Is there one final touch to be had? Eric Gian, Lasso, elevating. Yeah, it goes final.
1: family, and Welcome to the Unused Substitute Soccer Show, where we spread the green and gold gospel for about the Tampa Bay Rowdies for the next 45 minutes or so, while occasionally discussing uh, Star Trek shows and uh, hurricanes, because that's what we had going on this week. My name is Matthew Cox. I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Wilcox, uh, who I, I saw over the weekend before uh, there was a hurricane. I uh, got to actually go to a sporting event, unlike, uh, well, I guess I get to do another one this weekend, hopefully uh and for the next 45 minutes so like i said we're going to talk about last week's match we're going to talk about some news going on with the rowdies and we're going to take a look at this week's match uh and do some predictions and some everything else first off ben how you doing you made it through the uh the storm okay
0: yeah no damage, no nothing power stayed on i probably ate too many of my hurricane snags as per usual but you know it was good you know i sat on the couch watched the storm it was interesting no, no problems here it was uh it was fairly light as far as hurricanes are concerned. How about you?
1: Uh, so we got some really heavy rain. Last, I, I I mean, I've, the wind started picking up around 8, 9 o'clock last night. We never lost power. I did good on the hurricane snacks. I still have a, a bag of uh, peanut butter pretzels left over. Uh, I didn't even get into the chips and salsa until this afternoon, which, to be fair, like it was still pouring this afternoon. All those, like that last band coming through just kept hitting my neighborhood. Uh, like I said, I, I fell asleep probably around midnight last night once the uh, branches stopped falling on my roof and I was convinced the roof was caving in. Um, but we never lost power, never lost uh, air conditioning, any of that kind of good stuff. It, but honestly, it, it may have rained more over the course of today than it did if I just consider when it started last night. And we had some downpours, man. It was it was wild. But streets are fine around here. I'm not flooded in. And, I uh get to go back to next get to go back to work next uh or tomorrow. I keep saying next week. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Yeah, right, uh, yeah, yeah. It uh it, it it yeah, everything's going good. that's good, man. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, same thing. Did you venture
0: around at all or did you just still put
1: I went out about like seven o'clock this morning 'cause it uh the rain had stopped and I was like I need to get the dog out and, and you know do the bathroom stuff uh for her. And uh, I've kind of been inside ever since, but I've uh, talked to some people, went around. I was going to go out this afternoon and then just like, nah, you know, I'll sit in the couch and watch some more TV, milk this yeah. for all I can before I go back to work. Uh, around me, so the one thing I was worried about is that uh, I'm in a level B evacuation. We had a we had a voluntary evacuation and, and I didn't. Um, but all around me is level A. And the only reason I would consider going is because the areas around me would flood pretty easy and it would be hard for me to get in and out of the neighborhood. There's a, a a golf course about two blocks over, which makes it sound much like makes my neighborhood sound a lot fancier than it really is. But there's a big creek running through the golf course that, that empties right out to the Gulf. And when they were saying four to six feet, I was thinking, man, like my house is going to be okay, but some areas around here might be difficult getting through. But in the it turned out not to be that bad where where I am. Uh, like like eight nine o'clock last night, I think the the eye had already gone north of my location, so it was just catching the rain on the backside at that point. Yeah, same. Yeah, like we had the
0: bad bands and stuff, and I like you. Like we were heavy We were heavy rains today for sure. Um, yeah. Last night it was really windy with that specks of rain coming through. The, it lasted for like five, ten minutes, and there was just gust of wind nonstop. And yeah, then today we, it was the same thing. It was like not as windy, but definitely more rain.
1: Yeah, they posted that over at Sarasota Airport, which is just like a mile south of me, that they had a gust up at like 61 last night, and I think that's the highest gust that I, I saw for our area. So, you know, that's kind of about what I expected based on the, on the track. But I've been sitting here reading some, some articles uh, from the, uh, the Tampa Bay times talking about like the shore acres neighborhood over in St. Pete. And mm-hmm. then reading stuff from some other areas in Bradenton uh, that are out culture to the water. And it's, you know, I used to be one of those people who were like, I grew up on the other coast over in Palm beach and, and we, you know, had three or four kind of big ones come our way and, and never evacuated. Uh, the only time we ever like left the house, my mom and I did, it was, it was like the year after my dad died, uh, mm. for Andrew. Cause Andrew came in about an hour South of us. And, but we just went to a friend's house in West Palm that had like, you pushed a button and their whole house turned into like a fortress. Okay. Uh, we only got really like light rain that night, was, but I had the best night of sleep ever. Cause the house was just pitch dark. Yep. Uh, I have in recent years, I have become one of the ones that if they, uh, they say, Hey, you might want to think about getting to uh to another location like last year when when ian came through they did a, a mandatory a and b evacuation so i got out and i went over to some a friend's house in Lakewood ranch these storms are just monsters these days and that's you know looking at the one yesterday uh not just the the, the power of it but the size like watching that thing go up the gulf and and knowing that like there's this insane weather the worst weather any of us would have ever seen in our lives, like just offshore and just, just went in the right spot where it did not hit us as bad as like some of the areas up in, in, in the big bend and stuff just got, you know, destroyed today. Yep. I'm just thinking about, you know, reading these, these articles of these people who are like, you know, I've lived in Florida all my life lived in this neighborhood for 50 something years. And it's never been like this. And this yeah. thing was 125 miles offshore from us. It's yeah. insane. It's just been, the you know, even, you know, 50 75 miles closer what things would be like so yeah uh, just man I don't know it, we, we keep dodging these bullets but one day it's right well, you
0: know,
1: that I you know my, my thing is going taking some white claws and pouring them in the Gulf. it's the only thing they're good for they scare the hurricanes away <laughs> now I, I did read today that that white claw is introducing uh non-alcoholic versions. I'm like, so it's basically just seltzer water? Like what what, what the crap? death now? Okay, great. Good to know. Uh, you know, kind of ironic because we're basically we're we're playing the uh the, the non-alcoholic white claw version of a soccer team this weekend at Al Lang, but we'll talk about Hartford later. Uh, oh. so uh upfront, honest Ben told you this when we were we were doing our little uh our Pre-show prep, and by prep, I mean trying to figure out why the audio stuff wasn't working the way we thought it should. Uh, I think we've got that mostly fixed now. Uh, I I, I did have not gotten around to watching the game yet. I was up at the Rays game on uh, Saturday. Uh, got to hang out thanks to uh, – got some free tickets from someone, a pretty cool person. I don't know if you know him, Ben. It was uh, you giving out yeah. gifts for uh, your birthday. appreciated that. Uh, yes, sir. To go, uh, go have a good time. Uh, with all the Aaron Judge, I mean, uh, New York Yankee fans. It's my favorite part. So like, where are you during the game at a Rays game? Because I know you were—you said you're were down on the field beforehand setting up like help instead of the Carl Crawford stuff. Uh, but like during a game, where are you? So it really
0: depends. So some games there's a lot more going on and we have to do a lot more maintenance. And when I say maintenance, it's just going and checking on things, making sure things are operating properly. But we're not. The big thing is, in the game, we don't want to work on anything because the potential to knock something out and knock get a whole broadcast is very real. And so unless something absolutely just dies, like we try to leave it alone and then we just monitor it. So typically, like I find myself in my office on call, pretty much going to TVs, check, you know, going to people's uh, suites, going to check on sound issues, stuff like that. But other than that, yeah, I just I'm, I'm there with my feet kicked up watching watching the game.
1: I was just kind of curious if you could hear the crowd reaction because every time Aaron Judge gets up the bat, like, first of all, all these diehard Yankee fans who we know, they just live in Brandon anyway. Uh, yeah. But all the diehard Yankee fans made basically no noise the entire game except when they introduced Aaron Judge, which, yep. by the way, force of habit, I did Who Are You, the entire Yankees lineup. Uh, <laughs> but the only time they made any noise at all was was for Judge, and, like, his his line that night was, like, pop out, fly out, pop out, strike out. Yep. and I am cracking up because every time, and he's trying to get something going. Because if he's not doing anything, then that whole team doesn't do anything. Uh, I swear this is a soccer podcast. We're gonna get the soccer out of baseball in a second. <laughs> but this Yankee thing, it's all uh, no, Like a, a a pop fly that barely clears the infield, and they're just like, "Ooh, like something's gonna happen." Like I haven't been to a baseball game in forever, and even I knew that was crap.
0: You know, so, our, so all the TVs in there are on a bit of a delay, right? So, and depending on the channel you're on or whatever you're on, it's like either a five-second delay or a 30-second delay. So I hear the U's and the R's and the R's and the R's, that's That's much sure they can look up at the TV. And nine times out of ten, it's something that's ridiculous, where you're just like, really? Like, that's, that's what that is going. And the problem is when it's the Yankees team, or like Boston, or like a big team, like whenever the Angels are coming, because uh, they all want to see Otani, like, it, it's it's a split crowd, of 50-50 Rays 50 and other team. So you never know if it's our team that's excited or the other team is excited. So it's it's really frustrating because I'm like I look up and I'm thinking it's our guys just hitting a home run. No, nope. it's Aaron Judge hitting a pop fly to barely off, off second base. Like yeah. really, really people. That's what we're excited about.
1: And 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 you know, got some last out of posting about how the, all the Yankee fans are going back to Brandon. I'm not kidding you though. There were two rows in front of us. Uh, a group of of folks in Yankees uniforms who showed up with fans in Rays uniforms. So obviously they're local. Yeah, no, they're definitely local. I mean, there's fans I've seen come in with Rays gear, but when the Yankees show up, they put on their Yankees gear. So uh, I, I I saw so, at least two people, two people in Yankees jerseys and Salt Life hats. Yeah, hey, dude, come on, we know where you live. Yeah, like you're not
0: you're not anybody with that hat. Okay. So no, it's it's very really real. It, it happens. It, it's, it's whatever you know. It's fine. It's a as said. It's a last nice place team. You know, trying to get under the skin of a a team of contention.
1: Um, yeah, Yankee fan. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I I, I enjoyed uh, also getting the Carl Crawford bobbleheads, uh, which was kind of a you know. It, symbolic of the fact that the Yankees were gonna be bobbling their throws. Apparently the entire series, because there was a couple that night, and I know there was a couple the next night that I think uh a Rosarena scored from first after two botched uh, two botched throws or scored from second, something like that. It was wild. So yeah. you know he told the second to throw was bad. He went to third, that throw was bad and he ended up getting home before uh before the ball got there. That yep. would have been fun to see that one live, but yeah, it was cool. Like the uh, this is the first time I've been to a game with the new uh, like the, the 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 pitch clock rules and stuff, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. It was it was definitely, awesome. one of it's, it's the pitch clock. People I've seen a lot of people complain about the pitch clock, and I seen a lot of people excited about it. I got to be honest,
0: as someone who came into the game as a non baseball fan who has become a baseball fan for obvious reasons. Uh, I have loved the change. I love the pace of the game. It keeps things moving, and you really can't step away like you used to. You actually like much like a soccer game. You step away for five minutes, you can miss a lot. You know where now it's the same thing in baseball. You step away for five minutes, you can miss two other innings if you're not careful. So yeah. it's good, man. It was a good time. I'm glad you had a good time. Glad you, glad you and your daughter had fun.
1: And I just like I really enjoy like people like to to rip on the trop, you know, for you know lots of things, but. Uh, getting in there, like the whole food ordering thing, that whole like porch area is just uh, just a fantastic setup as far as getting people in and out and and, and food yep. and drinks and everything. Really enjoyed that. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna 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 try and hit you up for some more tickets uh, sometime this yeah. year. But let's talk about the other team. Uh, so that long way of saying. Didn't get a chance to watch the game because when went there and then it was uh, you know, like Sunday was getting all my lesson plans done for the week and then having to rewrite those once they told us on Monday that we would not have school for Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, and sure, I guess there was lots of time over the last two days. I could have watched it, but you know what? I didn't. So uh, let's talk about it a bit. Uh, you, you've you yeah. taken a look. At, I'm going to let you uh, go into like the details of the game. The Rowdies went down to uh, Miami to uh, to FIU Stadium. Uh, where we found the only thing out of Miami getting less support than Francis Suarez's presidential campaign, they're both uh, cheap, clocking in at about one percent. Uh, based on the pictures of the the stands, which, like, I'm watching the uh, the, the replay of uh, of, of Charlie Dennis's penalty kick, and uh, like, are, is this is this Miami? Because all I hear is cheering, <laughs> it's just from the mob casuals who are down there, like at that end so Rowdy's went down to Miami won the game two nothing uh Cal Jennings gets his 10th in the first half on an assist from J.J. Williams uh Freddie Kleeman picks up a yellow card in 67th minute Charlie Dennis with his uh penalty kick his dagger in the 87th minute uh what would you see from 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 watching the game what'd you notice
0: well, I mean, first of all, I mean, you see Miami came in with a bit of a winning streak. And then, you know, a well-deserved team that, obviously, they're playing well. I know they're running the lower seats right now, um, but they're playing a the team that's hot. And credit to them, they put it to us. They had a great counter press. They had a good um, – they had a high press that was really causing us a lot of problems, getting the ball to the middle, getting it to the top. I mean, they, they had a very good game plan. I thought that the game was actually very even for the most part. In fact, if I remember correctly, Miami had more possession in this game than we did. In fact, yeah, 63% possession for this game. So, I mean, they played themselves a good game. And if it weren't for, you know, someone like Connor Sparrow and the defense selling out again, like we said, the hockey-style defense where everyone's selling out, um, just having the the defense and Connor Sparrow having themselves ahead of the game, this could have been a quite different game. I mean, Miami definitely created a lot of chances. They were very dangerous. And, um, you know, they were picking us off, you know, and – Countering very fast. I mean, so it, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was a good game. You know, the the goal by Cal Jennings was, was pretty awesome. That was literally from Sparrow to JJ, or Sparrow clears up the field. JJ taps it on his foot, you know, as it slides by him uh, to Cal Jennings running on. He drives it deep into the corner of the 18, pulls it back, and hits it off both posts and goes in. I mean, that was a beautiful Cal Jennings goal. But that was a beautiful sequence from goalkeeper to JJ to, again, JJ to Cal Jennings. That connection which has been so lethal, which is what we kind of hoped it would be, right? And then, uh, as the game went on, we've had some chances here and there. Mommy has some chances here and there. But then, towards the end of the game, like, oh, who was it that got tripped up most? Was it?
1: uh was it a- Yeah, LeGava
0: yeah, okay. got tripped up. And, I mean, it, a good clap at the ref. He was right there on top of it. And uh, just a wonderfully cheeky finish by uh, Charlie Dennis to put him out of the middle uh, of the goal. So, I mean, all that to say, I mean, it was just, it was a good game. It was back and forth. Uh, I wouldn't say it was one of our better games, but that's, I think, more of a credit to what Miami did and the the chaos they created. And like you've mentioned plenty of times on past shows, the bend but don't break defensive mentality of of our team. And just being consistent, staying to the game plan. You know, if you lose the ball, get back. Otherwise, build out the back. I mean, that's what we did, and it worked. it worked. It worked. It worked to perfection. We come out with a win off a, off a tough Miami team that was on a hot streak. Yeah, not much to complain about.
1: No, and you know. It what's maybe even more impressive is that they did this with like three outfield players on the bench. If something wasn't working with the guys on the field, there weren't a lot of options to go to. There were not a, a, a lot of ability to change the tactics or to change the, uh, the, the shape of the formation. Uh, uh, Jake Ehrman picked up a knock in training. Jan Ekra had a, what they called the unexpected illness. Um, so really, I and mean, you add those to the, 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 the list of the, uh, players already out and one of the things i I tweeted about this you know uh, on sunday is uh any other team with this number of guys out and also the quality of those guys that are out those aren't like depth guys those are those are the guys who like these guys would be starting lewis hilton leo fernandez uh Zach Haravo was you know had a good run when before he got injured and we've talked about this every week, but you know add on tap on top of that I'm gonna kind of jump into the news a little bit uh rowdys and and Felix schroeder reached the the, the way it was worded we reached in a, an agreement to part ways which again always sounds to me like when you break up with your middle school girlfriend at the mall food court uh you know he hadn't really played in that a, a ton of games overall not even in be a little bit over half. Well, you get some of those were open cup too, so uh had one goal against uh, Miami FC back in April, but you know, is an option for this point in time, if you know, off the bench if you need it. So I, I did like Dan's comment that they should just have a right go out there dressed as an outfield player and put him in as like a midfielder or something. <laughs> You know, Phil can be your, your backup keeper and you can just have a Ryko out there as just, you know, a body at least like get him, get him out there, get him, let him do something. Uh, but to be able to do that against, like we said, Miami is a pretty good team and, and you know, we've got uh, some hard games coming up. I I, I tweeted about this also. Uh, you know, we've got two games against Hartford. We've got one game against Loudon and then that's it for the teams. Like what you would call like the bottom teams. We still have two games against Memphis. They're fifth in the table, two games against Louisville. They're fourth in the table. We've got one more against Pittsburgh. They're still tops in the East and we've got one on the road to San Antonio tied for most points in the West. We've racked up a lot of points, you could say, against some of the lower teams, but you have to. You've got to be able to do that in in with these kind of situations going into uh, this kind of tough part of the season where you're going to play some tougher teams and you're trying to make up. The Rowdies still have an eye for that top spot, and, and uh, as USL pointed out this week, they're still in contention for, and I did not know this was a thing, but it's called the player's shield in, in USL, in, in MLS it's supporter's shield, but in USL it's player shield for regular season champion. I don't yep. know how long in the thing, but apparently it is. I, I, so, okay. Uh, they're still in contention for that because the Rowdies are, are, are only four points back of Pittsburgh have three games in hand. One of those games will be Pittsburgh coming to Al Lang in the very near future. So it's going to get a little bit tougher from here. Like you still like to, you know, two against Hartford, one against Loudon, but then you've got like six other games against uh, playoff quality, like, and not opening round of the playoffs but you're talking in like quarterfinal semifinal USL Cup final level competition that's yep. really going to show where where these guys are at and and uh, those are not the games where you want to have three players on the bench
0: no no and to your point i mean that's what to to what the team is doing right now with the lack of depth is, is incredible but it's also concerning because you know, these guys are gonna need a break. I mean, this is gonna be a hell of a run. I mean, thankfully we've got hog for this week so we might be able to get away with a little bit, but it's not like we can take this game off either because, like you said, we need this win. We 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 need we need every win we can get because these hugger teams, if we happen to stumble, which look, it's inevitable, it's gonna happen. I mean, it's a matter of when, not if. You know, we know we're gonna happen, but we built up all these points in the game at hand so that we could have that opportunity. But that also means we need to win the games. We got to, we need to win. And, and Miami being that one of those games were, look, they may not always be the best opponent, but they're a tough opponent. You know, that was a great win, but again, three, bench, I mean, it's concerning. And, you know, where's the hell coming from? I mean, uh, I, I mean, these guys aren't, you know, the, the, these guys are human at some point, you know, they, they need a breather and, and, and the schedule's not winding up for us at all. So, you know, look. You take you take the win. There was no injuries coming out of this game. You feel happy about it. You know, and and you keep moving. But you just hope that we can get up and get up early uh, on Hartford next week and maybe get a couple of subs on and rest some of these starters a little bit. You know, because uh, you know I definitely have my concerns with the team. I mean, I I, I know they're going to show up to play no matter what. Whoever's asked to be on that field, it's the next man up mentality. They're going to they're going to show up, but. You know, i want a, I want a big push, and I want to see it happen for these guys who have been working so hard to hold this thing together, as well as, you know, any push. I mean, I want to see him. I mean, Nicky's come in. He, he's done a good job with the team so far. Uh mm. He seems to be making the right choices, the right switches at the right time. He's pulled all the right strings that, you know, seem to be working. So, you know, I want to see it work for these guys. But <laughs> every time I see a player go down, I mean, I, I'm always a little bit – You know, so, you know, squeaky bum time.
1: Yeah. Uh, We need to interrupt this with some more Ray's talk again. Apparently Ray's uh, took took the second game for the Marlins as well. Uh, Randy Arena becomes the second player with three 2020 seasons for the team. First player ever to do that in three straight seasons. So uh, dude is good. That's all I got to say. And he didn't even do a whole lot in that Saturday game, but he was still, uh, he was still, man, he's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, uh, you know, like we we saw with him, what Josh Perez, you know, a former Miami player and you know newly signed to the roster, got the start. Like he's out there for a little bit, uh, and but we're just, the names we're missing. Like it's a great story that we're we're doing this without these guys, but it's not sustainable. It really, it it can't be you I refuse to believe we can go through the next like 9 games or whatever it is with you know three guys on the bench and get you know win games we're supposed to win and 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 you know get draws in games where you know it might be a little tougher uh wow. cuz you're going there's even though we've got three games in hand like that's not a lot of room to give up uh nope. to drop point if you want to try and catch Pittsburgh now yep. truth be told we're in the you know you're in the top 4 you're guaranteed a home game that's great. Uh, that that's that's to me is the bare minimum we should be shooting for every season to be in the top 4 and, and and get a first round game at home. Um but to yeah to be in that position especially after the way we started the season to to have the potential and not just being striking distance of of first place in the east but first place overall in USL is is just kind of crazy. So that that's that's pretty cool. Uh you're uh you're man of the match.
0: I think it's—I uh, kind of hinted at it earlier, but uh, it, it's—it's got to be Connor Sparrow. The—the the guy had himself a hell of a game, and now he holds the number one spot uh, for goals against average for the entire league. I think it's like a point seven something. I mean, it's—it's it's ridiculous, and—and it's—it's not like he's getting, you know, the shutouts from from just showing up and being there. I mean, he's getting by making great stops. I mean, he had a couple goal clearances. I mean, one v one stops that. Um, quite frankly, I mean, we oh, are pretty incredible. So, I mean, he's he's earned that top spot. So, for me, uh, it's full on Connor Sparrow. Uh, congratulations, my man, for him taking that number one spot for for all goalkeepers in U.S.L. Championship.
1: Hey, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go with you on that one. Uh, both he and Charlie uh, Dennis made team of the week this week. You, you can get, keep a clean sheet against your former team. That's pretty good. Uh, Charlie Dennis, like as as the team pointed out, that's like his eighth or ninth team of the week this season. Yep. Uh, Dan says, you know, hey, this guy might be the MVP. Uh, if you make that many teams, you got to be – I don't think he's ever been player of the week in any of these situations. Uh, I don't think any – there's only been maybe one or two rowdies that have been. I think the player of the week, maybe only one. I can't remember it being him at all, but uh, dude has just been – if he's not the league MVP, he's definitely our MVP. Yeah, no, 100%. he been a game changer, especially with
0: Leo Fernandez going down at the beginning of the season. And not having the backup of Lewis Hilton behind him, I mean, what could have been with those three, right? So for him to have the output he's had and and have the impact uh, on the field that he's had has been nothing short of fantastic.
1: Uh, just kind of picturing, you know, if we had all of those guys available, <laughs> how far ahead of Pittsburgh would we be right now? Just like running away with, with USL or, you know, maybe not, but I'd like to imagine that we would be, uh, so our standings I'll we'll get a little update on our standings. As of this evening, Pittsburgh still in first place, 51 points from 28 games, Rowdy's in second 47 from 25 Charleston remains one point back of Tampa Bay. Uh, having played two more games with twenty-seven, Louisville's in fourth with forty points out of twenty-six. Memphis with thirty-eight from twenty-five. Indy, uh, Indy's really hot right now. Four wins and a draw in their last five. They're they're starting to put it together. I saw Seba came off the bench for a uh, a big goal for them last weekend. That was uh, good for them, he's starting to heat up a little bit there. Twenty-seven games, thirty-eight points. Birmingham Legion, thirty-six. Uh, in seventh place. And Detroit City has snuck into, uh, we said, you know, they might be one of those teams up there for, as, as possible. Detroit City right now currently sitting in the eighth and final playoff position with 30 points, one point ahead of Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa, you know, had a good run a little bit earlier in the season, but their they're four losses in a draw in their last five, they're starting to, uh, to to sink a little bit. Miami's down in third, also at 29 points. Uh, with a game in hand in Tulsa, so like they they probably get a chance to catch them and overtake them. And Loudoun United and this weekend's opponent, Hartford, are teams that exist. Yes.
0: They're they're teams that, that apparently play soccer.
1: Just and somehow very- uh are not currently uh eliminated from playoff contention, but uh maybe we can Put an end to Hartford's uh, season this weekend would be nice. Uh, like we mentioned, the and Dennis team of the week and the Rowdies and forward Felix Schroeder uh, reached an agreement to uh, no longer hang out together after school. Uh, Schroeder had 14 appearances between the league and the Open Cup. He did score the game winner versus Miami on April 23rd. Best wishes to him. I, I, I Someone had said they heard something on, on one of the broadcasts about him, you know, had had some issues going on, whatever they were. Best of luck. Best wishes to him. Hope it all works out. Yeah. Uh, we need some bodies, though, man. We need
0: <laughs> – yeah, It's one of cool those things so where it's like we really need players. We really need not be mutually parting ways with guys that
1: whether they yeah. played
0: or not, we need them. <laughs> and I'm rounds around mean, to find out he, when
1: the uh, – when, when the roster freezes for the playoffs, like when when is the last time we can bring some guys in uh, and still have them count on the roster for the rest of the season? Oh man, it's
0: roster. I mean, if you thought the guys, I mean, we're twenty four man roster. I mean, like we've got plenty of people, but for I mean, holy moly, man, we've got you know fifteen players that can play right now, and that's it.
1: Yeah, let's see. Trying to see if I can find this info. I'm just going to keep peeking around while we're we're talking. I'm not going to spend a bunch of time dead airing this one. Uh, yeah, all right, so our uh, our game this weekend, we get to have a game at Al Lang. Uh, mm-hmm. I you know I saw some, saw some photos of the, uh, the 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 area. The Albert Witted looked like it had took some water this weekend, or not the weekend. This uh, last couple of days with the storm, some of the areas around Al Lang looked like they got some water. We know uh, that has happened in the past. Uh have not heard anything specific about the stadium itself. So until I hear differently, I'm going to assume it's in good condition. And, uh, you know, either way, it's Hartford. It's basically a friendly. Look, I'm just going to talk all kinds of trash, and we're going to come out and just like lay an egg. <laughs> it's going to be my fault. I don't want to do this. This is bad. Uh, plus, I just kind of feel bad for Hartford. I guess. I a little bit. Uh, I don't. Uh, mm, eh, maybe. I mean, I'm glad it's not happening to us. But uh, <laughs> Hartford's currently four eighteen and four overall with a minus twenty six goal difference. They are dead last in the East, possibly last in the league overall. I didn't check the Western Conference uh, standings right now. They are uh, two eighty two away. Nope, Vegas is last. Vegas is last, and they are 1-4-0 and in their last five, including four losses in a row. Their last match last weekend, they lost 2-0 to El Paso. El Paso, I believe, had not won a game, had actually lost six straight prior to that one. So, cool. Uh, this is the first meeting in 2023 between the two clubs. They will play again in a return match in a few weeks, which I believe Dan said he's going to be there for that one. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Uh they are led in goals by Kyle Edwards with seven, Prince Sadie with five, and Elvis Amo with four. Uh in assists, familiar name, Antoine Hobineau. Oh, okay, and, we like him and don't like him. Yep, yep, and Prince Sadie tied with three. Uh shots on goal, Amo thirty-eight, Sadie thirty-four, Kyle Edwards with twenty-six, chances created, Rito thirty-two, Danny Barrera thirty, and Sadie with twenty-seven. The goalkeeper situation, I got to look and see. I don't know if this is a case where someone got hurt mid-year and someone else took over, uh, but they've got two keepers who have uh, each played 13 games. Interesting. Uh, Joseph Rice, 38 saves and 13 appearances. Yeah, 13 appearances. Richard Sanchez, 31 saves and 13 appearances. Rice has kept two clean sheets and Sanchez has kept one. That's three clean sheets out of 26 matches, which makes sense, I guess, if your goal difference is in minus twenty six. Uh, they have both conceded an equal number of twenty nine goals. Uh, so I don't know if they're just you know rotating guys to to try and find one or try and find someone with a hot hand. Um, it's been twenty six games; it's not working. the old football cliche: if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Uh, See, so if you if you have two starting goalkeepers, you don't have a starting goalkeeper.
0: Right, right. And I've got I, I, be sitting in the box with the whole quarterback situation. Oh, gosh.
1: Oh, All right. Well, opportunity seems to be there for the Rowdies to score. We've got some guys in pretty good form right now uh, to score early and score often and uh, continue to bump our uh, – there are three teams – no, hold on. Well, there's only two teams in, in double-digit positive goal difference. Rowdies currently have the biggest goal difference in the Eastern Conference – Again, maybe, maybe part of that is we've been playing the Tulsa's and the Miami's and the Loudon's and stuff like that. But, you know, we've had games where we've given up more than uh, two or three goals in, in some cases. So it, they are, you know, are able to score. They've got guys, we've got two uh, 10 goal scorers right now. And a, and a third close behind would be the first time in uh club history in modern era that's happened. So You could see a lot of goals this weekend. You could see a lot of goals.
0: I to give a bench a chance to come on and finish off the game.
1: This could be 3-0 at halftime, and and you've got – you use one substitution window to bring in your three bench players and just call it a night. You can't do anything
0: after that. It's like, oh, this is what we're getting.
1: We might actually be uh, used substitutes for this game. Who knows? Hey, that'll be the slowest midfield in the in the East. <laughs> you know what? I, I, give, I give us a chance of getting a goal against Hartfield. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just pick me up there. I'll, I'll put a body on it too, with my, with my gut, something. I'll arm the back of that now. You just
1: give me a chance. And just by that, free- I mean, we would be on the field when an own goal happened, and then we would each fight over who was going to claim it, even though we neither of us had anything to do with it. <laughs> Be like, yeah, that's me. And I'm all the field. counts.
0: Oh, man. Yeah,
1: no, no. I, this, is a,
0: this is a chance because if you look beyond Hartford, oh, my goodness, you got Memphis, Louisville, San Antonio. Oof. Memphis, and then yeah. Hartford. <laughs> Those next four games, just that is a gauntlet to run through right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at them on, on paper, and, and Memphis has a, a – positive 2 goal difference Louisville still negative 1 like we there's you know, these teams we're going to face we've got a chance to score some goals against Pittsburgh's the only other team uh they've got 14 uh Charleston has 1 Memphis with 2 Indy with 5 everybody else is in the negative uh yeah it'll be interesting and San Antonio if they were coming here I would I would like our chances a lot more especially Daniel just depends what our bench is going into that game, honestly. If we're showing up there there with three players, it's like, let's get a draw and get out of here. No, for real. I
0: mean, I'd be happy with a draw in any of those away games, for Christ's sake.
1: Yeah, yeah, honestly.
0: um, We have the points, so we have the wiggle room.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's going to come down to if they're they're targeting that number one spot, and if you're in this position, you might as well be. You're you're, you're three games in hand and four points back. Uh, Number one, you've got to win that Pittsburgh game here. No, that, dude, that, I mean, there's
0: any chance of that you have
1: that, to. Uh, and because if you don't win that game here, you you you've got it, yeah, dropping points. Even like in a draw against you know your Louisville's in your Memphis is going to be a, a tough one. Um
0: yeah. Yeah, whether, kind of, I mean, they're third spot right now, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and Louisville's coming in. They're coming in hot, and look,
0: they've got the most shutouts in the league right now. So I mean, you know, I, I realize they had a slow start, but they they're coming on strong. I mean, they they're, they're they're, they're coming right after Charleston and they'll they'll be here before we know it.
1: Yeah, they're uh, I mean the only if you look at the uh the the standings right now, the only team uh without a loss in their last five is Indy. Like your your one of your hotter teams is, is your sixth one in the league and, and they were a lot lower before this little streak got started for them. So they're coming around. Uh Memphis only has one loss in their last five, Louisville only has one loss, Rowdy's Pittsburgh are all in the same spot too, Detroit City. Uh Trying to make something of it at the end of the year, but uh, probably too little, too late to move up much further than where they're at. Just getting to the playoffs, honestly, probably a, a good good spot for them, uh, right. based on, on what was going on. But you know, the, the, the one advantage they have is that they've got an they've got a point over Miami, and and they've played equal number of games. They both of those teams have a game in hand on Tulsa. Tulsa, you know, has more of a chance of being the odd one out there. Uh, well, I guess you're gonna have two. on It's gonna be odd one in in this case because it's gonna be Detroit, Tulsa, Miami are gonna one of those is gonna be your eighth seed. It's not gonna be Loudon. It's not gonna be Hartford. I don't think either of them are gonna catch Birmingham, who is six points ahead. Uh, I think your your real th- things to keep an eye on is who's gonna finish first and second. Rowdies or Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, I, Charleston, you know, could make a shout if the if the Rowdies, you know. Don't do well in some of these upcoming games. Charleston could try and make a, a claim for that second spot again, uh, yep. and then you've got the 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 fight for the last place, the last uh, last playoff seed uh, <laughs> in the East for we when we head into the playoffs. So, uh, do we make predictions about this one? Oh, know uh, I mean, good. I mean, I think I mean we're going to at some point, and this this feels like a four-nil to the lads to me.
0: I was actually just thinking the same thing. So yeah, I mean, very much a 4-0 to the lads.
1: Um, I can see this being like a, a you know, Cal gets one, JJ gets one, maybe LaCava gets one, Charlie Dennis gets you know possibly a penalty or something here. There's yeah. a there's a real good chance that you guys get some guys scoring some goals this weekend. Yeah, shoot, sure. could be a chance off the bench too. I mean, I mean honestly,
0: you know, Perez could get himself one if he gets another start. So yeah. yeah. I mean, Very it's cool. it's an interesting game. I mean, I I, I have no doubt we're going to win this one. I, I don't think we're going to take it lightly. One I thing I think we've done well this year is we've we've not taken teams lightly. We, you yeah. know, we we take them at their value. We 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 take every game one at a time. So I don't think it will show up flat. I just I don't foresee this team being that way. So, um, yeah, I I I am going to go five nothing though. I am going to go even bigger.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: I am going right. to go five. I don't want to see the bench get a couple. Even maybe a lucky Mokasana goal.
1: Uh, oh wow! Maybe uh, I, I joked about this with Dan last week too. Uh, I, actually, this was my my reply to his thing about you know suit Ryko up as an outfield player. I was like, how about how about player manager Nikki Law?
0: Yeah, you know, right. I mean, I'm sure he's selling for the boots.
1: At, at this point, make it happen. Like, I just, I just want to see the, the the manager sub himself in, but he's got to wear like. You know, and now I know he's he's a little bit more casual than Neil with, like, he's got the polo and the, the the pants or whatever. But I want to see Nikki out there in, like, uh you know, button-down shirt and some some khakis and just, like, rip. He's got the full kit underneath and just uh, subs himself on at that point. That'd be kind of fun. I
0: like that. I like it. Yep. Tairway pants and all.
1: And yeah, it's, we should go for that. That should be a thing. You, just, just keep an eye when he when he comes out on on Saturday uh, for for you know they introduce everybody. If he's wearing boots, if he's got cleats on, you know right. he's going <laughs> to in the game at some point.
0: <laughs> oh man! I mean, dude man. still looks good to play. Oh yeah, no, I don't doubt it. I mean, let's say yeah. I mean he, when he was a he could still play. He's still went out there trying with the guys, so it's like, yeah, why especially,
1: not? Against, especially against Hartford.
0: Oh uh, yeah, they would love him. So yeah, I mean, uh, look. Uh, at the end of the day, this 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 should be interesting. I, I'm I'm not really – as long as I think the goal here is just uh, obviously get the win, but is to come out healthy. You know, protect protect the home turf, get out and get ready for the next three games. Because I mean, it, it just th- th- this is going to get really difficult really soon. You know, and we we need the guys to stay healthy. So you know, we'll we'll see.
1: Uh speaking of Neil, just uh happen to have it handy here, just throwing a little Barnes Neil Collins at Barnsley update. Uh Barnsley's currently sitting twelfth in League One. Uh they've got in their last five two wins, two uh, losses, one draw. Most recently a two-nil win over Wigan Athletic. Wigan still exists apparently. Uh a 10 man Wigan. they got a they picked up a red card at some point. And uh, this weekend, they'll be hosting Cheltenham at home, 10 a.m., uh, before they have a uh, football league trophy match against uh, They travel to Grimsby Town next Tuesday. I really love some of the names of these, uh, like, lower division ones. You've got, like, a Grimsby Town. Who else have yep. we got? We've got oh, Blackpools in there. I always like Blackpool. My grandmother was from Blackpool, so I was kind of, like, keep an eye on them. Sure. Uh, Bolton, it's like it's like the it's like you know two thousand five Premier League. You've got Wigan and Bolton in here, <laughs> uh, Shrewsbury, which I think is pronounced Shrovesver, Shrovesbury. Shrewsbury. I can never pronounce of these ones the correct way. That's just some good teams in there. I, I like watching those just for some of the uh, the teams you don't see that much, but you know they're fun to play against in like FIFA or something. Right, yeah,
0: right, yeah, no, uh, for sure. No, I don't mean, know, man. The, the, I, I'm uh... I feel good about this weekend. I'm also stressed, man, just because, like, it, it just, we are, we are, we are, Paul fire, and dancing on ice right now. So
1: <laughs> it's one that's like, and, and you mentioned, like, they, they haven't come out flat. They haven't overlooked teams. This, like, any other year, though, this is one where it would, like, feel like this could be, like, a trap game.
0: Right. Because
1: uh, of, you know, some of the other teams coming up in the future, and you wouldn't blame them for, like, you said, they haven't played Memphis, haven't played Louisville. Uh, no doubt that you're going to have at least a coaching staff having some of them in their mind because you've got, like I said, we've got Hartford. Then they go, it's not even, this is why, you know, they're not going to come out flat for this one. I don't think because they've had a week off and and they probably didn't have uh training uh, yesterday with the storm, maybe yesterday morning, but then didn't have it. Uh, you know, maybe not this morning, uh, but then turn around and next Wednesday, probably before we even get to do another show, maybe we'll see, we'll work it out. But then they go on the road to Memphis and then right. they come back you know they got they've got 3 games in a week here. They've got Hartford this weekend uh, away. I mean uh, Hartford here, they go away to Memphis on Wednesday and then uh, back home to uh, host Louisville next Saturday. It's a huge week. Yeah. It's a huge week. Yeah.
0: It's a big ass. You're going to need the bench this week for sure. Yeah. And just to be uh, changes which inevitably Nikki's going to have to do. Um you know, it it, it it's going to get tricky. So yeah. But that, the guys have they have they played their butts off. They've they, they've done everything they've been asked of, uh, and they, they've they've come out and performed um, even after that start that we had to the year, where we all just had lots of question marks. Um, you know, I mean, th- this train is moving and it's moving fast. So, you know, I got faith the guys will show up. I mean, it's just, but this is going to be a tough week. This is going to be one of those gut check kind of weeks.
1: Yeah, and the, looking at the rest of the uh, the remaining games, there's only two midweek games uh, on the schedule. So, like we said, host Hartford this weekend, go to Memphis on Wednesday, back home for Louisville uh, next Saturday on the 9th. Then they've got a full week of rest before going to San Antonio on the 16th, back home for Memphis a week later on the 23rd. Then they turn around and go to, at least if you're going to have a midweek game, they're going to Hartford. Right and then after that they're coming home uh for Loudon. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you're going to have a midweek game and then have, you know, another one of these stretches of three games in a week, two of them are Hartford and Loudon, okay? And then those la- the last two is Pittsburgh at home, that's the last home game of the regular season before they go on the road for the final at Louisville. I mean, it's a tough, tough, tough stretch this last yeah. three.
0: I mean, not that we're all doom and gloom here, but I mean, just being realistic about you know what, what we have to accomplish. I mean, that's a lot, right. and then and then playoffs. It's like it doesn't it doesn't lighten up after the season ends. It's mm-hmm. like each it up gets tougher. So uh, I mean, responding, I have faith, but
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, you know, I, I I tweeted this uh, I think Monday night. It was you know, not not to 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 cast any shadows or or anything or downplay anything, but. It's that time of year. Like there is a definite to to put this in terms relevant to us, there is a definite cone of uncertainty about where the rowdies are going to finish up in here. Yeah. Like it's easy to look at the schedule and go, ah, oh, three games in hand, four points back. We got this. You gotta look at these games though. Like it's yeah. it's a tough stretch. And we've got the players to do it. I don't doubt that one bit. And and Nikki Law has has, has you know, shown a lot of positives so far. Um but you're not getting you're not getting it done with three players on the bench for this these next nine games. Which yeah, I don't I mean, think you'll get you'll get Ekra back from whatever his illness was. Uh hopefully Ehrman's knock wasn't too serious. Uh and you know, maybe it's a thing where they looked at it and they're like, you know, it's Miami. We we can leave him we can leave him. <laughs> we feel pretty good about what we have. Although, I mean that's that's rolling the dice a little bit. Like you said, Miami's a good team and they played pretty well too. Uh well, I mean, it seems like when they come to play. So, you know, there's just
0: certain teams you just show up for. Miami's been one of those teams.
1: But it's just – speaking of just showing up in Miami are two things that usually don't go well when you talk about, like, the, the fan support and everything. And, I mean, um, that was and, – and, you know, partially just taking a shot at him for that. But it, how long is that – how much longer is that team going to exist? You know San Diego and San Diego has has really good fan support. They're not able to get it done because they can't find a stadium location. Miami's got a stadium. It's not the greatest. We you know some of the pictures we saw the pitch weren't really that great. Um, I don't know how that team continues without people showing up. And this was this was a game where like you know Messi FC was playing away in in New York. So maybe people are staying at home and watching it. But you can go to that game and put it on your phone or something you know they should, they should buy like the uh the the MLS season pass and just throw it on the scoreboard during the game to get people to come and watch it that way it I mean, it's it sounds wild but there was no one that were not rowdy fans there was nobody I know. It, it's it's sad i mean I, you know i, I feel for them
0: because i mean it's it's tough i mean look, i was like i was watching both games i'm sitting on my couch i had, you know the game on my laptop and i have the game on my TV and i'm watching both games i mean I get it. It's, you know, it's a hard sell. And, and you know, not that I'm going to see, you know, I, I don't want to see the USL lose another team, but it kind of just feels like it's, it's inevitable that it's going to happen. I mean, we just lost San Diego. You know, who's next?
1: Yeah, and, you know, Jacksonville's supposed to be coming in. Uh, I'm not sure what the timeline is. I was just thinking about it when we talked about the expansion teams that were listed on, like, Jacksonville's not one of the ones listed on the USL website. Right. So I don't know if that's an oversight or, or, you know, whatever, like, you know, we know Morgan, our, our our favorite freelance photographer has gone up there to work doing social for them. And, and, you know, some of the people involved, there were some of the people involved with Armada the first time around. So it's, you know, they've got experience in, in getting this organized and going. So I just don't remember off the top of my head what their projected launch date was, but this whole, you know, they try to play it up as like the Florida Derby and this, you know, interstate rivalry. And it just isn't because... Yeah. Number one, we win a bunch of the games and number two, there, there's no one like for us to yell at. Yeah. No, the banter
0: doesn't exist because there's no fan base.
1: Yeah. That's just, uh, it, 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 it should be and could be like one of the premier kind of rivalries. Honestly, I think when Jacksonville comes back, that's going to be more of a real rivalry in state rivalry than Miami is at all. Cause we know Jacksonville has fans, uh, and well, to it's be- it's
0: messy, <laughs> you know it's a messy thing either so it's like you know it's just them out there so and that was a fun away day i mean we, we did a number of those away days i mean i, I always enjoyed Jacksonville away yeah you know Jack-
1: a great- <laughs> i guess so many. i might not have any i might not have more stories about an away game than the uh the one that jacksonville that, that i did that one time uh i would definitely do that one again i would look for that, that that's worth getting on the bus for yep. um but yeah, so so you said you were sitting on the couch watching uh, watching the Inter Miami game. So basically, you were a Red Bull defender.
0: Yeah, they, they were just sitting around
1: watching Messi too.
0: Oh, fair, fair play. Yes, I was a defender watching watching as Messi ran by me and made that ridiculous pass where nobody in the world is making that pass except for him.
1: I mean, it's just insane. Like go back and watch it. Like he makes the pass, which is one thing, but then literally all the defenders stop. While he runs because he knows the ball's gonna come back, and the defender marking the guy he passed the ball to keeps him on side. It's just every single one of those guys should have been benched after that like, okay. how, do you, how do you just stand there and why i know it's it's messy, and he's the goat and he's the greatest of all time and and whatever, but how do you just stand there and watch him walk through your your defense when you've got like seven guys dropped back in the box on him? But, I mean, look, to be fair, and I get this isn't Roddy's related, but, I mean, this guy has been doing it all across the world for
0: 20 years. I mean, it's not just MLS defenders. It is La Liga. It is, you know, Premier League. It is defenses of all across all leagues. I mean, he
1: makes them all look stupid. He just – But most of the times they're trying at least. Like, they're not just standing there. They did it successfully. (laughs)
0: I mean, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, 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 have become a me, me fan. I, 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 we, the first to admit that I've become a Messi fan, I watch all the games, I've got the on my phone right now, I was watching it before we jumped on the podcast, like, I can't not watch, like, it's, it's, it's must-watch TV for me, so, I mean, has, has he
1: scored yet? At least because I, I that's kind of one thing. It's just watching the, the ways that he's able to score uh, because these teams just stop playing defense against him. Well, I think it's yeah.
0: An- game against Philly he had that, that uh, shot from what thirty yards out. You know that he scored on uh, uh, what's his name, goalkeeper uh, for Philly, um, um, Blake. Uh, Mike Blake. Yeah, Andre Blake. I mean. Yeah. He scored some pretty amazing goals. I mean, it's you know, it's messy. He's gonna, he's gonna score some. He's also gonna get some cheeky ones too. I mean, it's just, it is who he is. I mean, he didn't get one today. That game ended zero zero, but I mean, definitely a lack of trying. I mean, hats off. I I, I wouldn't be a fan of Nashville. Does a handy mook dart, but I mean, they, they, you know, it was a good game from from what I watched. It was it was it was fun. It was good.
1: Oh. I just that 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 little clip is just unbelievable. It's bad. There's six defenders
0: all just in this little rhyme here, except for the one guy chasing down yeah, uh, the attacker. And then here's Messi all by himself. Hey You know, world class striker just sitting in front of your goal with nobody around me.
1: Like when 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 your own players are doing the surrender cobra on the field, that's just not good. <laughs> 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 Uh all right, let's wrap this up because uh I need to get edited and posted and go to bed because like I said I got to be up in uh about 7 hours. Ugh. and the rain starting again. Is it really? Yeah, I'm seeing lightning and hearing it out there again. I, I when I looked at the radar earlier, I was like, yeah, there's a couple more cells that are going to come through before the night's over probably. Looks like the last little bit though. Hopefully once I get up tomorrow there won't be as much. Uh but Looking forward to uh, to seeing everybody at Alling on Saturday. Looking forward to going there. Looking forward to just just it's been forever, yeah. for freaking ever. So let's go and uh, let's go. Let's go have some fun this weekend, before, during, and after.
0: Yeah. So let's get loud, be obnoxious. This should be a game that we should win cleanly and decis- decisively. So be loud, be obnoxious. Bring extra extra flares, and let's have some fun, guys.
1: I mean, I mean honestly, you look at it. The rest is what we we do have Loudon, like this and this and Loudon are like our last two kind of, ah, uh, yeah, like not 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 too not too many nervous nights at Allang. But then you've got you know Memphis and Louisville and Pittsburgh, and there's going to be some tough ones in there. Let's enjoy Ooh. these; it should be enjoyable.
0: Yes, make it fun for the guys. Send them off with a good attitude because uh, they they are getting right to the gauntlet here very very soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Ben. Thanks as always for joining me tonight. Thanks again for the tickets. I really did have a good time.
0: Uh, My daughter was
1: criticizing me for enjoying baseball. She's like, "You never even watch baseball. You don't." I'm like, (laughs) "I know what I'm talking about here." She was looking at the scoreboard after like the second inning and going, "Are we losing six nothing?" And I'm like, "No." Because she was looking at uh, and I don't even know where she was getting like that because the, it was it was uh a, what a, a no-hitter for glass now through like six or seven innings and I was like no you look at the run column there's just too many there's just too much stuff on the scoreboard for her, I guess but
0: well, I' telling you after the game I mean you know live sports in general it doesn't matter what the sport is live sports in general is usually just it's a lot more fun I mean games have yeah. It's sports nice, that I'm not interested in I, that I've seen live, or just they're more enjoyable. And the same goes for baseball. I mean, even if you're not a baseball fan, being there at the game with the audience, with the crowd, I mean, it's it's fun. You know, yeah. it's a big time, and you know, the drop for for all of its, uh, you know, all of its problems, it's still it's a fun facility. It's got all the all the right little pieces. It's, it's a quirky little place, but it's ours.
1: I was just, uh, I was really kind of disappointed that uh, Pete couldn't rally all the way from a distant third to take the mascot race. He, he finished a close second, doing his best area 51 run, it looked like. But, uh, you know, Pete's got to get some, some cardio and some conditioning and He shouldn't have been that far behind.
0: Yeah, I think on the wind column, he is way, way down.
1: I mean, DJ Kitty usually has to be the prohibitive favorite to win that because, you know, just being a cat and everything. But I think. Yeah. Yeah. Pete. Pete should have out hustled Raymond at the start. I mean, I'm also not there. one turn one of those big old feet in that big ass head. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. just I've got, I've got, I've got thirteens, and and my head's kind of a watermelon size anyway. So I, I kind of empathize there a little bit. Uh, All right, <laughs> let's wrap up. Let's, uh, let's let's get through the next couple of days, and let's go have some fun on Saturday at Al Lang. Ben, I will see you there. Uh, Yeah, let's just go. Come on, you Rowdies. Yeah, come on, you Rowdies.